Hey, this is Casey Kearney, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. Good morning, Troy. Good morning, Mr. Howie. <laughs> How are you doing today? It's uh, We're recording this on Football Sunday. So your Buffalo yes. Bills are... Uh, I was just watching a little bit of uh, the uh, football um, channel, NFL mm-hmm. Network, and uh, all the experts had the Bills winning big. Not just winning, um. but winning big. They should. They should. Now, they, I did find out they have a couple couple starters out with injury today, but I don't think it's going to be anything that should uh, hold them back from beating the Texans. Okay. But uh, on the other hand, your Steelers got quite the matchup today, huh? They do. Uh, the last time they faced each other, last time Ben and uh, Aaron Rodgers faced each other was in the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I guess the last couple times they've played, I think either Rodgers has been injured or Roethlisberger's been injured. Yep. So there was always, they just weren't ever meeting up with each other. But what, that was 10 years ago, right? That was in, I believe like that. it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the last time they meet up actually too. So. I know, I know. I, I just can't imagine uh, Roethlisberger playing much longer. Yeah, it, it's definitely coming to an end for that guy, yeah. unfortunately. And, you know, he's done well. He's got a Hall of Fame career. So, uh, yeah, you know. He's got two Super Bowl rings, you know, yeah. his credit. So he's, yep. he did okay for himself. So another thing that you'll probably see today on the football field is um, some players wearing pink, right? Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, to yeah, go October ahead. starts Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, so, you know, ladies, please. If you are of the age where you're supposed to do so. Not only of the age, but if you have family history with it, it doesn't matter how old you are, you should get checked. Yep, schedule your mammograms and get checked out because early detection is definitely the best way to treat it. Yep. Um, So there's that. Um, We got an interesting interview lined up today with uh, someone that reached out to us. Um, yeah. Anoki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Who uh, would have thought, right? Country music artist from um, Oklahoma by the name of Seth Reed. 
And uh, if you want to kind of look into his information while you're getting ready to hear the interview, you can find him on Facebook at Seth Reed. His Instagram is Seth Reed underscore music. Uh, he's also on YouTube at Seth Reed. And uh, yeah. there's a little clip of him here in the background as we're talking. You can find his tour dates at bandsintown.com. He's about to ready to make an East Coast trip here. Just him, a guitar, and a, and a pickup truck. How about that, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what he literally said, didn't he? Basically, he's just going to be driving it. And, uh, boy, if you look at his October schedule, man, he is all over the East Coast. Uh, yes, sir. In fact, he'll be, what, about an hour and a half away from us in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, up in up, Sunbury. Up in Sunbury, yeah, near, near uh, Shemokin Dam, if you're familiar with that area up there. Yep. Uh, October 22nd at Three Beards Brewing Company. So, if you're in the Pennsylvania area and you have yeah. to be, you know, um, in that area or want to go see him, uh, definitely go check him out. Mm-hmm. And he's got uh, two other dates listed here um, on that site. He's, he's definitely booking a lot more of it. These are the, the other two he has is October 8th at Diamonds D, Diamond D's in Granbury, Texas. Hmm. And uh, October 9th, the next day, at Choctaw Casino, Stringtown in Stringtown, yeah. Oklahoma. So, um, so yeah, the guy's only hear, what twenty nine uh, years old. Twenty nine years old. He's a former. Uh, he's a U.S. Navy vet, um, and he describes himself as a little bit of an influence between Tom Petty and Waylon Jennings. And uh, <laughs> that's a comparison. Yeah. That's a that's a that's one spectrum to the other, in my opinion. But. Yeah, I, I, I do think that uh, Tom Petty has a little bit of country in yeah. him. Um, I, I see the country influence from him, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and the other thing is, uh, he just released a new single that he, uh, he's very proud of. It's called Northeast Texas Blues. Yes. And uh, that just dropped on, I think, last Tuesday. Um, so please check that out, too, as well. So, yeah, you'll be hearing that interview here in just a bit. Um. I, I want to bring this up here real quick, Howie. Sure. Um, this day in history, two things happened. Uh, I guess both could be tied to the sports world. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the first one is uh, your boy. We had to do this for you, right? That's right. Uh, Roberto Clemente recorded his 3,000th hit. And not only was his 3,000th hit, Howie, but what, what else was it? That was his uh, very last hit of yeah. his career before he ended up... Uh, taking a flight to uh i believe it was nicaragua that sounds um, right yeah to uh earthquake victims uh he was flying supplies there and um unfortunately uh his plane crashed and uh he ended up passing away um what's really interesting about that story though is uh i don't know if you've ever if you know who neil walker is Played base. Yes. He still plays baseball. I think he's playing for the New York Mets, but he did play for the Pirates. But his dad was friends with Roberto Clemente, and um, mm-hmm. and he wanted to go flying with Roberto to help, um, you know, take supplies over. And Roberto said, "No, it's going to be too dangerous because of all the weight in the plane." <laughs> and uh, so he he told him, "No, he can't go." <laughs> And, Is that what led to the plane crash? The uh, well, they don't know for sure, but it, it based on what you know, uh, what he said and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably it probably played a role in it. Sure. 
So wow, isn't that something? Yeah. So, so no, uh, it's it's too dangerous for you to go. But, yeah. Uh, but you know me, you know a major league baseball player. I'm gonna go. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, Tom Walker was also a major league baseball player. Oh, was he? Yeah, okay. He uh, played. I think he played for the Montreal Expos. Okay. But uh, yeah, he was. So uh, yeah, that his 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 final hit September 30th 1972 and and do you know um how old of a man he was when he passed well he was born in 36 so i believe he was 36 years old okay so he still had a few years to play in left huh? yeah yeah i mean he wasn't retiring and there was no mention of him retiring so he probably would have gotten maybe a couple hundred extra hits yeah i don't know if he would have hit the Pete Rose level but no 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 <laughs> No. <laughs> but still, I mean, that's uh, that's crazy to think that. Uh, I mean, that's the benchmark for hitters, right? We got to hit that three thousand hits. Yeah. We got to get there, right? Yeah, and I believe and, he was uh, only the, if I'm not mistaken, the twelfth player in history to do it at that time. Wow. So. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's something to to have your final hit be your three thousand hit, and that's the way it ends. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't somebody else? Uh, recently just end their career on a milestone number two, like a home run, like 500 home runs or something like that. Oh, or uh, That I don't know. I'm just trying to, okay. think, I'm trying to think on who would be in that milestone category. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I thought I remembered something like that, and I just thought it was really cool to see, uh, you know, somebody end their career right there. I think I think Schmidt's right there, isn't he? Isn't he right? Or is he? He's, he's higher on that list, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's well over 500. Yeah, Mike Schmidt anyway. over. Yeah, I mean, milestones, milestones. It's interesting. Um, yeah, some of those things you don't for... think are gonna ever be broken, like Cal Ripken's record, never be yeah. broken, in my opinion. I don't think. I don't think that one will be. No. Um, also, I don't know that Ricky Henderson's stolen base record will ever be broken. Hmm. And Pete Rose. I'm gonna say Pete Rose is hit. That's. I mean, the only thing that I think could help pete rose's record is the fact that all this modern medicine and such like yeah. people might be able to play a lot longer than True. what they used to you know yeah um but um here's the other interesting thing in the sports world howie is um on this day oh geez i can't remember the year i'm gonna say it was 1992 oh uh, maybe no 93 it had no 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 it had to be later than that yeah, say, so 92, I would be in my senior yeah, year of high yeah, school. Yeah, that, that, that can't be right. So <laughs> here we go. So let's let's back this up here again. All Time right. out. Back in order. So October 3rd, um, I think it would have had to have been 1995, actually. Oh. Um, O.J. Simpson was acquitted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So Was it 95? I believe so because the murder was in '94. Um, hmm. So that has to be right, right? I don't know. Why do I want to say it was earlier than that? But you might be right. Well, the murder was in '94, and the trial was 252 days. So that would, yeah. So that would already put you in the next year. It would, and obviously the trial didn't happen right away. So, huh? Yeah, so October, and I, you know, here's the crazy thing. I was still in high school at this time, yeah. and I remember it being that big of a deal that they actually let us watch it on the TV in high school. Wow. Well, you know yeah. that OJ, the OJ Simpson trial thing is what really got me interested in the criminal justice process. Sure. 
It did. And, yeah. uh, you know, and in fact, you know, I got my, my degree in criminal justice and, uh, and a lot you- of that, uh, a lot of like the studies that I did in school had to do with the OJ trial. Do you remember the, the television network that was called court TV? Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's still a thing or not. Um, I don't know that it's still a thing as far as the actual title, but I, I know court TV exists as far as, Mm -hmm. um, trials and so forth being aired. So court TV is actually, I just looked it up here real quick. It's actually what they call true TV right now. Yes, There we go. Okay. Okay. But they actually did relaunch a digital broadcast of court TV as well. So, Mm. okay. Um, but anyway, I think like this, this says the court TV launched in 1991, uh-huh. But that OJ trial had to be what made something, oh, what yeah. made <laughs> a court show big, right? I, it had I, to be. I guarantee you, all the cable companies and so forth are like, they probably didn't even air it in their in a lot of the regions, including ours. And, yeah. Until, until things like OJ happened and and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I so, I can't even think of like what would. Oh, you know what? Um. Maybe I stand corrected. Uh, who was the guy in the military who was being tried for um, shoot? I I can picture his face, but um, but I have a feeling he was what started court TV because of his oh, really? trial. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not sure who I, I'm not sure who you mean oh honestly. Um, yeah, it's, if, uh, it, if you if you need a minute to look that up, you can. Because in the yeah. meantime, I just thought it was funny. Um, speaking of OJ, there was a, a thing that came out in the beginning of August, and I guess he was doing an interview. And uh, since, uh, he says sometimes he's worried when he uh, goes out in public, and sometimes it's even hard for him to get out of bed because he doesn't want run to in, run into the real killer. <laughs> you mean he, he doesn't want to hit a hit a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, just, that's and that's what somebody commented on actually when he said that. They're like, uh, well, what does he do when he looks in the mirror? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna bug you, huh? That is gonna really bug me. And um, yeah, and it was like treason or something. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, I don't remember this. Is this so? This is a little bit before the OJ trial, then. Yeah, if I told you, if I if I told you the name, I guarantee you would recognize know it. the name yeah. okay but shoot um hmm. oliver north yes i got it okay yes oliver i remember that name yeah. yes um yeah he was the he was the uh, guy who um i believe he he stood trial wow so yep all right. Well, I think we should get into a little Seth Reed here in a little bit. I agree. Uh, so I think probably be a good time maybe to take a break, yeah. come back and listen to uh, the interview with Seth Reed. Sounds good. Yeah. So Seth Reed will be uh, he'll be coming your way right after this message. You just don't care. All right, and uh, welcome to another show of Stay Tuned with uh, Troy and Howie. We have a special guest, apparently one who likes to travel a lot, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, um, his name is Seth Reed, and uh, Seth is, uh, he's, 
I don't know. How do we want to word this, Seth? Are you run by roadside music management, or are they just helping you along? Or what do we want to call these guys? You know, it's management is pretty much a good term. They uh, they pretty much do all the stuff except for playing right for me. I, uh, <laughs> I they handle most of the reaching out. And they're they've taken over most of the booking right now. It's I'm dedicating. If I'm not on the stage, I'm writing songs. If I'm not writing songs, I'm learning songs. Okay. And uh, and you can hear by uh, Seth's voice, he's a uh, he's a southerner uh, from uh, what is that? Uh, is that Oklahoma? Yes, sir. Oh, Oklahoma. All right, Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's right. All I remember from Oklahoma is your license plates. I don't know if they still say it, but Oklahoma is okay. Yeah, yeah, they used to say that. Uh, they, they don't anymore. I guess that's a good thing. We, we either went up or went down. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, but you, you uh, definitely, you're playing in the uh, country genre. Uh, or actually, yes, you know what? If I read your Facebook correctly, you're you uh, you play some country music, but uh, you don't shy away from a little bit of rock either. Yeah, I uh, I started out playing music. Um, with a good buddy of mine, his name's Trey Lockhart. He actually taught me to play guitar when we was 14. We was on the uh, cross-country bus together, and he taught me to play. And uh, he was huge, huge into Led Zeppelin and such. Ah. And uh, my, I, I naturally gravitated gra- gravitated towards Tom Petty. <laughs> that was my that oh, nice. was my wheelhouse. Oh, okay. I, uh, and still to this day, the first song I've learned to play and sing was Mary Jane's Last Dance. And I do not play a gig without that song. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great song. Oh, I love it. Yep. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, but I, mean, I can see Tom Petty easily being a good transition artist for oh, rock yeah. country or, or vice versa. Because mm-hmm. he definitely has, you know, a, a country twang to some of his music. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a good inspiration for you, for sure. Um you kind of mentioned something there at the beginning when we were talking about your management group, but um, everything that you do on your own, your own original music, is that all stuff that you write, or do you have people that help you write sometimes too? Um, everything that's out right now is all um, originals that I've written independently. Um, if I do write with somebody, it's with that, that filler I mentioned earlier, Trey Lockhart. He's still a good friend of mine, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll use him as an auxiliary player every now and again, coming in with mandolin, harmonica, guitar, stuff like that. Okay. So I need him for a live gig or such. That's awesome. So is he going to be following you on your tour when you head out? Uh, not this go round. Um, okay. This this is just going to be me and me, my vehicle, and my guitars, pretty much. And we're just oh, wow. hitting the road, like one man show type thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, Wait a minute. You said when you are going to go on tour, you're literally driving it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's going to be quite the haul. It's. Uh, you know, I guess it is. I've gotten so used to driving back and forth with the in the military and such, and then I've worked jobs for the uh, for the FAA where I drove just all day, all night, pretty much. So it's really nothing new. And to be honest with you, drive times where I get a lot of my songs written and song ideas put in my head. Oh, cool. Well, maybe that's a good transition there because you just brought up the military and you have a military background. But maybe we should backtrack even before that a little bit. And you kind of brought it up a little bit about learning to play guitar when you were fourteen, but um. Kind of what was your life growing up, and when did you really actually find a love for music and want to learn it? Was it right around that age of 14? or? Yeah, yeah, it would have been the uh, the Christmas of when I was 14. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember Esteban, the QBC guitar 
He's always selling guitars I, on I've QVC. I've heard of it, but yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he had an infomercial, and my dad said, you can have, you can pick something out for Christmas. It's got to be relatively reasonable, and it can't be a video game. <laughs> All right, I can handle that. Um, first, I thought I wanted golf clubs. And then I saw this dude on QVC one night when I couldn't go to sleep at the ripe old age of 14, and I was like, that's what I want to do. There you go. And uh, yeah, got the guitar in, which I thought it was the best thing in the world. I mean, it was, looking back now, it was pretty rough. But to me, it was a jewel. Um, and played that and had that up until I was 18. My dad bought me a new guitar and just haven't stopped since, really. Even in the military, I'd play with other people and stuff, and that was that was really interesting and fun. Were you hoping to take the Johnny Cash route there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right? I was going to say, it wouldn't be a bad thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, what led to the choice to go to the military at that point? What, where, where were you kind of at? Like, I was uh, out of high school. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I played basketball in high school. I'm a big fella. I'm about six seven. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I'm, I'm bigger for my age. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I didn't want to play basketball. I'm not a competitive person. I, I was I was good at it, and uh, but I didn't love what I was doing at all. And so I started going to school for accounting at a little community college out here in Idabel, which is real close to where I grew up. Okay. And I was working at a taco shop, and I was like, oh, I had a had a girlfriend at the time, and I was like, all right, this ain't going to cut it. So when I was 20. Up and decided to join. I didn't know what branch I wanted to do. And uh, I went in, checked them all out. You know, I had the ASVAB scores, all that fun stuff. And yep. decided on the Navy just because of the job base. I knew I wanted to go uh, mainly avionics. I was I knew a little bit about electronics beforehand. So going into it, it felt like a natural transition. And they were able to get me that. Okay. What we call it NEC, uh, which I believe is Naval Enlistment Code. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a 6611 for any of you Navy folks out there, UHF technician. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ended up with the job in electronics that I wanted, and it just kind of went from there. And you said when you did that, you got stationed out in Washington. Uh, yeah. What, way up in the corner there? Up, you said up near Seattle, right? Yeah, it was. it's way up in the corner. It's northeast of Seattle. The more northeast, the only other northeast – state you're going to be getting with bases that's alaska pretty much oh wow. and uh beautiful country i mean we were smack dab in the middle of puget sound and this was a funny thing I, i'm sure y'all heard of sturgill simpson mm-hmm. he was also a navy builder and he was stationed in seattle and that's how i'd heard about him everyone's like you got to hear this country artist they knew that i was i was relatively narrow in my music taste i knew i liked waylon jennings and turnpike troubadours they're like, you got to hear this guy. He's like a modern day Waylon Jennings. I was like, all right, yeah, we'll see about that. And he just blew my mind away. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I was like, all right, if this Navy feller can do it, maybe I can throw my hat in the ring sometime. Yeah. Yeah. What, did you get gigs while you were in the Navy? No. Oh, okay. No. I, uh, I haven't, didn't start gigging until, so I got out in 2016, I believe. Okay. And I, I didn't start playing gigs till about 2017, which I always played with somebody. I was a bass player. Mm. Okay. Uh, just because we didn't need another guitarist. And 
So I was a bass player up until about well, last year, pretty much. Mainly, you know, I'd always dabble in guitar. That never went away. But if I was playing with somebody, I was on the bass, and I was most of the time singing or singing back up. Okay. So, so now that you're playing on your own, and uh, especially now you're doing a one-man show, how, how would you describe yourself? How would you describe your music if uh, if somebody wanted to... Obviously, they can find you on YouTube and everything like that, but if um, if they're trying to compare you to somebody they listen to currently or even back in the day, such as you said, like Waylon Jennings or something like that, how would you kind of compare yourself to somebody in, in you know, here? It, it, that's always a hard question because uh, in my mind, I sound like Waylon freaking Jennings. <laughs> but, I know that's not the way it goes in my – the chord structures and everything I use actually, um, they harken back to more – I don't know if – uh, Guy Clark was a huge inspiration of mine as far as songwriters go. I'm just infatuated with him. And then Ryan Bingham also has song structures that I just adore. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went with that. And I, I typically don't like, I shouldn't say don't like, I don't cover and I don't play higher pitch songs, but Tyler Childers has just blown me away since uh, I discovered yeah. him. Yep. And, uh, you know, he. <laughs> He's fantastic. I think he's mm-hmm. going to influence this generation of country musicians coming up to a ma- uh, alternative country, whatever you want to call it, real yep. country music, mm-hmm. yep. to a major degree. Um, just with his the way he approaches songs, the feeling, the emotion he puts out is something we haven't seen in a while. And I can't say I sound like him, but I'd like to say that I have a little bit of that in my music. It, it does feel like the country genre, what maybe since like the mid 2000s or so really went to this pop format right like a mm-hmm. pop type country but now recently within the last maybe year or two it really seems to be transitioning back to more of its roots in my opinion i don't yeah it's uh you agree? that's that's funny me and my manager were talking about this today he's calling it the underground scene you know like he saw it a, a bunch in the 90s aren't rap and such yeah. yeah i guess with dmx and such but uh he uh you're, you're 100% right. I don't know if you are familiar with Coulter Wall. Um, no. No. He he, uh, he put out a few albums that are, he's a Canadian with an insanely deep voice. I mean, I got a little bit of baritone, but he, he's he got a, a <laughs> heck of a voice. But uh, he's put out an album called Western Swing and Waltzes and Other Cow Punchy Songs. And it's got a bunch of like Eddie Arnold covers. He's got a oh, wow. Big Iron, Marty Robbins. uh and it's you're seeing kind of that people reaching back into the roots of country music. You know, you always hear people singing about the kind of the curators of country. You know, Waylon, Hank, all these fellers, Lefty Frizzle. We brought up in a few songs, but uh, to hear someone actually cover and sing these songs with a feeling and emotion that they're able to put in is really just to me. It, it was eye opening when okay. I heard some of these artists singing and doing what they're doing and it's just uh it's really encouraged me to get out there and because i don't what you're saying with the pop country i feel it to be shallow you know i don't like praising idols of red solo cups and tailgates yeah so it's uh it's it, it almost feels like a bit right. of a sellout right yeah uh, you can definitely call it that if you would uh well you yeah. know what happened was people like taylor swift made a profit off of it and yeah. <laughs> and obviously that seems to be the path to follow and and well, it almost kind of seems like it started it, it, i don't know maybe i'm wrong but it almost kind of seems like it started to me with um 
oh, what was it, like uh, Big and Rich and such and stuff like that. Mm. That's what it really kind of seemed to, to make that turn. It's, it's like they started turning it into, instead of saloon music, into bar music. I mean, not bar, like uh, club music. To me, it's the yeah, easiest yeah, way for me to explain it. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. And you had mentioned that you and your uh, your uh, management company guy were talking, and uh, you're you're signed on just recently with uh, Roadside Music Management. And yes. uh, tell me, like, because in the beginning you're you said you're you're not very competitive, but you are performing in a very competitive market, and uh, and really to continue moving forward, you almost have to figure out a way to sign with somebody so that they can kind of help propel you to that next level. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's been, uh, you know, I, I put, I've done all my stuff up until then. And this is in July. We started talks about me signing on with them. And, you know, we talked and tried mm-hmm. a few things out. And here recently, I believe it was this past month. I could be wrong. We did sign with them. And, uh, it's been the, Having someone to just that knows the industry mm-hmm. and being able to go in and do that is eye opening to see how difficult it would yeah. be for someone that's not doesn't have that type of support. And um, I got real lucky with those guys. He just came across a video of me covering David Allen Coe's "The Ride" at the VFW in Linden, Texas. Oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome! That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, how how does like. What's the process though? Like, do you do they reach out to you and say, "Hey, we noticed you. We're interested. Let's talk." And uh, and what prompted you to say, "Yes, let's do this and let's go full steam ahead"? I, I'd uh, you know I've reached out to organizations that I thought would have been beneficial beforehand, and uh, uh, this would have been in March, so I'd have just went full time into music. Okay. Uh, this has been playing breweries and stuff, relatively small venues, but enough to make a living off of. Um, so, yeah, you can reach out to these people, and if you have the talent, you know, they'll respond. Sure. But it's uh, it's one of those things that's a relationship. you got to be with someone that you know you can work with. Jeff is my manager, Jeff Duda. He's my main guy, and me and him have a very, very informal, relaxed relationship. We talk about music. We go in. He does not shy away from hurting my feelings if he doesn't like a song he's gonna say it but i feel like just like in all successful relationships you have to have that form of communication that there's very few barriers yeah i mean i i let you, troy know when i'm disappointed with him all the time so. <laughs> uh, i'm surprised you still have a show again. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah so i guess that you know um we you know you have a couple different platforms on social media they can obviously find you at Seth Reed on uh, on Facebook. Um, yes, is it is that kind of your handle for everything? Is that where you are on like Instagram, everything like that? Seth yeah, Reed? Seth Reed Music. It's either Seth Reed or Seth Reed Music. Um, okay, Facebook's kind of my main thing. You know, I'll do live streams, do a lot of stuff. I'll play songs before I've even sent them to Jeff. Sometimes on a live stream, I'm on Facebook. I'm very very informal. Awesome. It's tough as job. I'm I'm as down to earth and a bumpkin as you can get. I reckon. For, being okay. in this industry and uh i'm sure it drives jeff crazy but i'm very informal i get on there i like to chit chat and i mean it's kind of like what we're doing here is what i do that's yeah. awesome yeah well you've come to the right place for that i think it, it makes you 
feel real, right? It's it's easy for people to relate to you then, you know? Oh, he's, he's a guy just like me, you know what I mean? Like, And, and that's I, what I, we're I, missing, I think. You got a lot of gold chain wearing, <laughs> red solo cup drinking fellas out there that are... I think it's... We just need some people that have actually worked for a living to be singing every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you came across... Um, one of our previous shows, we had uh, Jay Edwards. Have you heard of Jay Edwards? Yes. Um, same type of feeling. Same type of vibe yep. I'm getting to you right now. Like, just down to earth, you know. The guy had two conflicts, and he didn't know, and he forgot that he had a, sh- that he had a recording with us that night. <laughs> he said, so what? So he he's recording with us as he's driving to this restaurant with his buddy <laughs> or whatever. His buddy's inside the restaurant waiting for him, and he didn't care. He's still having a conversation with us. So it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's a guy of his word. Yeah. Standing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's the same vibe I get from you. And uh, it, it means a lot because it, it, it makes people become a fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, That's where it, it starts. It makes people pull for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people like to see themselves in whatever they're watching or doing. You read stories that you can relate to that character. I, and I think that's, that's something that I appreciate in somebody. If I can tell and be like, hey, this guy would have work chicken houses with me whenever I was in high school, you know, that yep. sort of thing. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to feel, I guess, represented out there. And that's something that I think middle America really misses out on. Even the people that come out of the, these flyover States, they take this persona and there's, I like what you see is what you get. Yeah. yeah. And Seth, you just said the magic word for this area. You said you work chicken houses. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, me too, buddy. Me too. Um, when I was in high school, I worked three summers in a, in a chicken plant where I would go some, sometimes my job was to catch chickens. Sometimes my job was to unload them off the truck and, uh, mm-hmm. take them into the plant. You name it. We did it. And, uh, what was your job? I worked in the chicken house. So it would most of the time it was picking up chickens that didn't make it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it was that. We would clean them out. And then we would uh, get all the the litter up. And they would sell that for fertilizer and go spread that out. So that was, there was a lot of time inside the actual uh, chicken houses themselves, which if you've never been in one, smells like <laughs> index on steroids and an out house. Well, that's, that's exactly what I was getting ready to tell you. Our high school was in a little town called Fredericksburg, Pennsylvania. Kylie and I went to the same high school, and uh, within that little town of Fredericksburg, Pennsylvania, there's three chicken plants within a mile of each other. Yes. So you can imagine <laughs> when it, what it smelled like there sometimes. <laughs> so not only three chicken plants, but imagine all the chicken farms within the region. Yep. You know, yep. so uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so so I definitely can uh, relate there and. And what and I'll tell you what I've always said, Seth, and and I'll ask you this same question too: is um, working in that type of environment and working in the chicken houses and and chicken plants, I had a whole new appreciation for employment and appreciation for the type of job that I do, and you know, and it made me want to strive even harder to to be a little more successful as a result. And I, I guess I'll ask you that same question: Did the working in those chicken houses teach you the value of work 
and yeah, work you know, ethic. Uh, so back then, this would have been 2006, somewhere around that area. I was making $6 an hour working inside, <laughs> which I thought I was fantastic back then. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was very appreciative for what I had, and it did instill the value of hard work, and you learned to do the job right the first time, that type of situation. And uh, I've never been one to, I guess, look forward too much, but it definitely did make me think, hey, maybe I can do more than just manual labor. There you go. And not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. And that's, uh, so like I said, that helped lead up to me joining the Navy and getting a a trade skill pretty much. And that's what I did until I started doing this full time. Okay. Nice. So um, you just released a single uh, as we talk. Uh, so this will this will be dropped. This episode will be dropping on Sunday. Uh, so almost a week ago, uh, Tuesday the twenty eighth, you dropped a single, and that's Northeast Texas Blues. And uh, so I guess this is your latest single, and this is your first release with your new management company. Yes, that's correct. This is a uh, it's my second only ever solo release. I released one that uh, I just done by myself. It's called Too Far Gone, but this new one's called Northeast Texas Blues, which. Uh, came about through a, a rough time I've been going through here recently and uh, I, I'm a big fan of narratives you're going to find stuff in that song that's I mean I, I mentioned specific locations and such but that's because it came from specific events that happened in my life and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's something that uh, a lot of people may find even though if they're not geographically in that area find to be uh, relatable yeah I think you find that in some songs too whether you know somebody mentions the name of a store or um, a yeah. city or a state but yeah you you may not personally know that and you may be 10 states away from where that happened yeah but you can find yourself in a similar situation with your own murray store or whatever you're talking about in that situation you know what i yeah. mean like so um do, do you find that hard though to kind of put your own personal information kind of out there in a song like is it is it yeah that's uh you know, a year ago, I may have found that a little bit harder, but um, I'm trying to be more open about things. I am what I am. These experiences happen. These experiences have happened, and experiences worse or just as bad are going to continue to happen. It's happening to other people. We're not alone in these situations. And yeah. I think it's reassuring to be able to feel that and hear a song on the radio or on Spotify or whatever you're going through to make you feel not alone, even if it's for those three minutes be able to give someone that peace and reassurance is just something that I don't think we can overlook as artists or aspiring artists. Sure. Well said. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I'm always fascinated with like the, the management side of things. And, uh, and I guess what, what's roadside music management? What is, what is their goal? Their ultimate goal with you? Uh, did they, have you guys kind of sat down and discussed, this is what we want to do. I mean, obviously you're going to be going on tour uh, in the very near future and you're going to be in different states, including our state of Pennsylvania and, mm-hmm. and also other states here on the East Coast. Uh, but like, what, what is it that they want to do with you that you also want to do for yourself? Their thing was, it's, it's like I said, they're a very personable organization. And we sat down and we talked about it. He said, give me your goals. To give me what you want to do in your career at this time that is attainable. He had me reach six months out and a year out. We've already reached the six months within two months of wow. what it was. 
Um, so it's there. They push there. It's like having a coach there with you, but it's, uh, you know, there's still a business at the end of the day. They want you to get as big and still bring in revenue, but they sure. still want to do it at a rate that is, I'm not going to say comfortable because they're going to get you out of your comfort zone, but to be obtainable and for you to live happily and successfully. Okay. Right. How big yeah, do you I mean, want to get? No, what was that? I, I was going to I was saying, how big do you want to get? I'm already six, seven. Easy, <laughs> <big class. laughs> no, I, uh, as far as big, as big as I could get, but uh, as long as I'm playing, I'll sleep good at night. All right. So this is definitely, at this point, this this is your career move at this point. This isn't yes. just something you put as a side gig. This is, you're putting every, all chips are in right now. This is it. Yeah. You're going yep. to all in, all in. I'll I drive however far I need to drive to play as to however many people I need to play and however many songs they want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's so, awesome. I love it. As far as the tour dates are going, where are those going to be listed? Where can people find those when you get that all kind of mapped out? Um, I'll definitely have them on uh, Facebook. Um, there's a few other websites that uh, I'm sure he told me to mention. Once again, I'm not the best at uh, <laughs> PR, I reckon. Um, but, well, I, yeah, we're going to be posting all that on Facebook. Any any shows that I have, anything coming up, Facebook's the first place I post it to because it's the easiest. I have uh, a majority of my fans know that this is where I post my stuff, that I've amassed, I say amassed majority, there's not that many, but that I've gotten through playing and such has been personal interactions, and they know that this is the guy that, I saw play, and he's playing here. Okay. Howie, you, do you have some information there that you were going to pass on? Is that what you were pulling up there? Um, I'm, I was actually in the process of it. I, I didn't get there yet, but I would imagine okay. I would imagine it's if we – I'm sorry, go Bands ahead. Bands in Town. That's the website. That it's all going to be on Bands in Town. Bands in Town. Okay. Yeah, it's And that that's a for a whole bunch of – artists that are up and coming like me they'll post on there it's almost like a social media format for musicians gotcha okay um i did have a question and i forgot to ask this to your manager when he sent the email to us um what what is the uh they say you're a tcma backed artist what does that mean that's texas country music association that means i'm a part of their association um and whenever you become a part of that, it's part of the CMAs is what it is. It's the Texas okay. branch off of that. And they represent more of the Midwestern area and obviously Texas. And mm-hmm. they'll have award shows. And right now we're pushing for uh, the Trailblazing Artist of the Year. Oh. Um, and we're, we're shooting to meet this criteria and getting the song just heard by some of these folks. And, you know, they're, they're a fantastic or- organization that shows a lot of support for up-and-coming artists, which is it's there's it's inundated with a lot of us right now. There's a lot of artists, and to have the support from a larger organization like that is fantastic. So I'd recommend if you're playing in Texas, look into that organization. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought you had to have a fiddle in the band. <laughs> yeah, that's only if you have a losing <laughs> guitar player. <I> think. <laughs> oh wow. Um, another thing that came to my mind here is um, with, like. The single you just released, Northeast Texas Blues. Like, if you want to get this played on um, other platforms other than just like Spotify, or say you want to like like say you want SiriusXM to pick it up or something like that, mm-hmm. 
is that something they go about reaching out and trying to find that, or is that something you can push on to them for them to, to for them to hear it and maybe put it on? I don't know how that works. Uh, I could personally reach out, but uh, once again, it goes back to connections. Um, I don't know the people that that uh, would be in charge of putting it on that. Yeah, and then radios and such, that's something that uh, Jeff is doing for me. He's reaching out to these uh, radio stations, having them listen to it and such. It's uh, it's a full-time job in and of itself to push an sure. artist. It so, is, uh, yeah. If you're doing it by yourself, I mean, keep pushing. That's the only thing I could say, and uh, keep playing. And it's it's a lot, and it's a lot more than people realize. Just to play music for a living, let alone promote yourself, especially in that social media craze time it, frame. It really is. It really is about just keeping your confidence up, playing, trying your hardest, and it, I mean, as, as much as I hate to say this, is boiling down to you just got to hope that you get your break like that's you know that something falls into place that's supposed to happen for you that's really yeah. what it was. i used to go fishing with my dad and he would always outfish me and i'd say we're not catching anything <laughs> and he'd always say you definitely ain't catching anything if you ain't casting in anything so if right. you're not out there if you're not plugging plugging hitting playing and you're going to get rejection it's going to happen yeah. it's just it's life um you just got to be a duck and let that water roll off your back and keep on chugging. Yeah. I like it. That should be a shirt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, but it yeah. to be the name of your album. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. go. Like a duck instead uh, of like a rock. It's like a duck. That's right. <laughs> a little Bob Seger twist there. Huh? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking here on uh, with uh, Roadside Music Management on Facebook, and, you know, it has – it says uh, one month, 15 states, uh, and it has uh, your name on here. In fact, your name looks like uh, it's associated with the most states. And, uh, and it has Texas, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. I mean... Yeah, but they're going to be putting my nose to the grindstone on I'll this. say. I'll say. And this is death, a guitar... And a pickup truck. Yeah, it's it's just me, my guitar, and my old pickup. Now, <laughs> what type of venues are you playing? Uh, it really varies. Um, as acoustic musicians, a lot of time bars are hesitant to bring you on because it's dance music. But um, sure, the the music I play and the pace I play at, I'm a I'm a relatively surprisingly I'm a high energy player. I don't jump around and do anything, but I play hard, I play fast, and I play. I like to think good, but. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> it's it's a lot of old honky tonk music that I'm playing. I mean, uh, I say that I open up with a rock song for those that kind of want to feel it. It's for what it's worth. In case you're wondering, I'm always going to open for what it's worth with Buffalo Springfield. Oh wow! Um, and so I go into that. There's a lot of Waylon, got some George Jones in there, uh, a lot of Keith Whitley. You know, a lot of kind of your honky tonk standards you got. Mm-hmm. And um. So if you're wanting to get into that, do it. So so <laughs> what's the reason? You got a band. What's the reason behind opening up with uh, the rock song? Well, it's kind of like a stretch. I know where I need to be vocally at with that song. Uh, I know the pace I need to play at. It's almost like a, a warm-up, except I am playing, I'm singing. I, I, I know how my sound needs to be through that song. Okay. Right, warm-up song. It's got that upbeat chorus to it, right? Yep. 
and and not just that, but um, it it, it gets people probably singing along right away too because it's a song everybody knows, you know, very recognizable. Yeah, so it's it's probably cool. Like, oh, listen to this guy, I know this song, you know, and then everybody starts wandering over to the stage or whatever. Yeah, right? you know? <laughs> and I like to keep people on their toes. They assume I'm a country artist if I'm talking to the mic. Sometimes I wear my hats. It's felt season right now, so I ain't ready for that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're we're speaking with Seth Reed, and uh, Seth, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you're 29 years old, and uh, and you pretty much grew up in the era of all these American Idols and and um, The Voice and all those shows. Have you ever had any desire to try out with one of those? That's a fantastic question, and the simple answer is no. Um, all right (laughs) it's it's hard for me to sit here as an artist and say that this person's better than another this person i don't like music being a competition Mm. music is a is a representation of that person's time in their life right it's the feeling they have that's the walk up to picasso and being like hey your lines ain't straight man (laughs) it's 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 hard for me to imagine having someone compete with music, it's it's almost distasteful to me. And I know that's a very unpopular opinion with a lot of these shows. But uh, music is such a personal thing that it's hard for me to find it competitive. I reckon. You're, you're 100% right. You're 100% yeah. right. Like, yeah, there might, be, there might be an artist or a song or something that the majority of people like, but not everybody's going to like that. Yeah. And maybe the person that finished last on that show, last in quotes, yeah. actually has a few fans out there that really connect to their music as well. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right. It, it's more just, um, maybe just a, more of a popularity contest really than, than if they're a exactly. better. Player, right. I, you know? I will say the voice has, I don't watch it, but I know that they don't face the people singing. And right. I will say that that does hold a small amount of appeal as opposed to just people getting up there. Typically the pretty people win. Mm, yeah. If you, and and most things the pretty people are going to win and to be honest with you eight out of ten of us ain't that easy on the eyes <laughs> <laughs> and the other two it's just a matter of opinion right <laughs> yes sir <laughs> i will say seth though man you're uh, you're you're a good looking guy i mean number one you're six foot seven uh you got something that i wish i had i used to have i guess i should say many years ago and that's a, a nice flowing lock of hair um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say you, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Troy, but he looks like he would have uh, a pretty good stage presence up there, up there. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't see, I don't see the girls running away from the stage because he's up there, you know, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's something I've not personally, uh, struggled with, I guess, but it's, I can, it's easy to understand and see. I, I love music more than I've loved anything in my life. Okay, and I want to. I want it to be. It's like if you see your wife made up all pretty, that's fantastic. But whenever you wake up to her in the morning, whenever <laughs> she's got no makeup on, that's her. That's who it is, and that's the way I like my music. I like to feel what that artist is feeling. I want to feel that hurt, feel that joy. Okay, and I think music isn't meant to be perceived with our eyes. Mm-hmm. No, and no, you're right. I, and I, I do, I, I get all gussied up, my old Pearl Snap shirts and such. But um, at the end of the day, 
it, I, I hope it wouldn't matter if I had this head of hair lost a few inches of my height, but it probably would. Yeah, you never know. You just never know. People get a little uh, well, uh, and I'm trying. I wish I can remember the name of the singer, but uh, there's that pop singer that she. Oh my gosh, I wish I can remember, but uh, she never played in concerts because of her looks. But yet she was a major uh, album producer. And uh, for the life of me, I can't remember her name, but uh, it's not unheard of, unfortunately. Oh yeah, you know, you always got the the behind the scene Millie Vanillis. <laughs> you know, how and I talked about it, I think it was last year we talked about that. Yeah. And I was just like, how ugly... Or something that those guys that really were Millie Vanilli have to be <laughs> that nothing ever happened even after they were outed. Like, like I, I don't understand that. I reckon they went back under that bridge guarding it against goats. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so true. So true. But uh, yeah, so Seth, uh, one more time. Let's let's uh, let's plug your stuff here. We got um, you know you can. It's either Seth Reed on Facebook or Seth Reed Music, or yes, uh, you can find all this on Spotify, uh, Facebook. I think you have an Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I do. Um, I even got a the TikTok. Oh, oh now that's uh, look at this guy doing what all the kids do. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with all the youngins. Uh, I'm not I'm not good at the dancing, but I reckon I'll take a swing for too long. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And uh, your new single just released on Tuesday, uh, September 28th, called Northeast Texas Blues. And uh, That's correct. Have you uh, heard any feedback on it yet? Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, it's weird for me to be like, yeah, they loved it, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been pretty positive. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a very raw track. It's me and it's my guitar. And that's it. That's, it's very cut and dry. This is the emotion I'm wanting to perceive with it. It's vibrato drenched. It's heartache. It's what everyone feels at some point in their life. And that's uh it's it's a song I'm proud of at the end of the day, no matter how well it does. I can sure. sleep well at night knowing that that is me that's out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know what, Seth? I mean, you this is now your career. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh and this is something you've you've made a decision to go full steam ahead. Own it, enjoy it, and if you're good, don't you know? Hey, just say I'm good. I I can admit it. You know, if you weren't good, I would hope that you would have the common sense to say, you know what? Maybe I'm just gonna stick with uh, I don't know, working in a chicken house or 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 staying in the navy. I don't know. Uh, but but it you you have to some at some point in time you're gonna have to own it. You can still be humble. But, you know, hey, own your talent, buddy. Yeah, I just got a little bit too much of that, oh, shucks, Gomer Pyle in me already. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, even Gomer Pyle made a career for himself, right? Dang right. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Uh, so, once again, hey, it's it was awesome chatting with you, and I hope we get to chat again. Oh, uh, yeah, guys. I've had a blast. I really appreciate yeah. y'all. Good. When you get that, when you get that stuff listed on Pennsylvania, whatever venues and stuff are going to be at, I'd be interested to see if you're going to be close to our area or not. Um, yeah. And uh, what, oh what yeah, I'll shoot y'all a message for sure. What is that website again that you'll be able to find the tour dates on? It's Bands in Town. Bands in Town. Okay. Yes, and uh, 
if you type in Seth Reed, that should be me. And if you just can't find me, if you type in Seth Reed, R-E-I-D into Google, mm-hmm. I'm the tall, long-haired, goofy fellow with big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, as long as you got teeth, right? That's what matters. Well, they're not mine. I had to borrow them, but uh, yeah, they were. <laughs> uh, awesome. Oh, Seth, you're great, man. Uh, I love your sense of humor. So good. Yeah, but yeah, Thank definitely uh, be- best wishes, and uh, you seem like a genuinely good guy, and uh, and I can't wait to uh, listen to your music, and and uh, and I'll be curious to hear what our fans say as well. And uh, we, uh, first of all, just to give you a little bit of a background about us, um, we're not normally country music folks. In fact, we both came from radio. Uh, we both worked in radio, I should say, um, you know, doing like the news, weather, sports and all that stuff. And, uh, we decided, Hey, let's try this thing called a podcast and see what we can do with it. And, uh, but for whatever reason, um, a lot of the folks that have shown interest have been country music, um, following. And we've, we've actually talked with a lot of, uh, country music artists you know, yeah, up and coming, or about 10 of them by now. yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and and for whatever reason, you know, we seem to get that uh, that interest of uh, followers. So um, you're no exception it, to the rule, I guess. It, it's definitely given us given us a more of appreciation for country music than what we used to have, for sure. It has, it has. Just because we meet people like you that are so hard not to root for, like, right? You know, <laughs> so. You, I mean, and I'm, I'm saying that genuinely. Like you, like you guys are all so nice, and it's just like so hard not to want to see you guys do well. Like, well, most of us had to work for a living, you know, <laughs> so that helps. That does yeah. help. That does help. That does help. So, but yeah, There's so not really silver spoons in country music anymore. Well, real country music anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Very true. Well, hey, thanks so again. Find Seth, find Seth Reed on. Uh, all his social media, Seth Reed Music, Seth Reed, Spotify, Facebook. And that's spelled uh, R-E-I-D. Yes. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think um, I think I'll get a kick out of following you, Seth. And give Northeast <laughs> Texas Blues a listen. Hey, Troy Howie, I sure appreciate it, guys. Y'all take it easy now. Hey, appreciate you, you guys reaching out. You as well. Take care. Thank you. All right, and uh, that was our interview with Seth Reed. And uh, what'd you think of him, Troy? Seth seems like a very cool, down to earth guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, no, no different than a lot of we've got people we talked to on this show, right? We were we were talking a little bit with him about Jay Edwards when we had the interview oh, there. That's right. That's and uh, it's the same type of feeling, right? You know, is uh, just got that hospitality to him, and um, you yeah. know. Stick up Sit for, down and um, have a beer with them, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, find Seth Reed, YouTube Seth Reed, uh, Facebook Seth Reed, Instagram Seth Reed underscore Music, and check out his tour dates at Bands in Towns. I'm sorry, Bands in Town dot com. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a little search bar when you go in there, and you can uh, type in his name, Seth Reed, and you'll see where he's going. And don't was, forget to give us. I was going to say, who was the um, his um, music or his. Uh, promoters and such his uh yeah uh if you give me a second i can look that up yeah uh, but in the meantime um don't forget to check out his single northeast texas blues that was just released on tuesday mm-hmm. um so his uh his management is roadside music management company 
yeah. roadside music management company. And um, his his direct contact is Jeff Duda. Okay, yeah. So thank you uh, for Roadside Music uh, Company for actually introducing us to him. And yes, um, you know, and uh, yeah, he was a fun interview. He was a, he was one of those laid back guys that, uh, and you can tell he's not he's not necessarily all about the spotlight. You know, correct. This is correct. his career, by the way. This is his full time career, and uh, this is this is how the guy makes a living. So yep. Uh, As we stated in the, in the interview, that like he's putting all the chips in. This is it. He's going for yep. it. So, yeah. So, so good for him. Cool guy. And um, yeah, very good, very cool guy. Um, so we'll see if we get a chance to meet up with him. I don't know. It's Friday nights aren't usually the best for me, um, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, we'll play see it by ear. October twenty second, he's going to be in our area at Three Beards Brewing Company in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. So. Like well, I said, if you're if you're in the area, please check them out. Let's put it this way: if Seth were to uh, you know maybe drop a message to us and say, "Hey, uh, Troy and Howie, we would love it if uh, you could uh, announce us on stage," you know, um, <laughs> I, I could see us you know making the effort to be there, right? Wouldn't you, Troy? Eh, it, it might. It might. Uh, <laughs> it might influence me a little. <laughs> okay, just checking. So, but yeah, thanks again, uh, Seth, and uh, thanks again, uh, you know, um, Roadside Music Management Company as well. Thank you for your service as well. Oh yes, most definitely. So, let's get into our uh, little fun portion here at the end of the show, where we kind of like to talk about maybe some celebrity birthdays that might have happened. Yeah, let's do that. So, let's cue up our boys. You know it. Happy birthday, happy birthday, oh yes it's your day, I hope that it's okay, though it's so cliche, make good things come your way, so have a happy, 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 Hey, we're packed and loaded with birthdays today. Howie. Oh my gosh, yeah, and, yeah, you uh, were throwing them all out there. Like I was going through the list, and I'm trying to find some crazy historical people because I like to always kind of throw one or two in there. Uh-huh. I couldn't really find anybody. All of a sudden, I get to the 40s, and boom! <laughs> it's like, whoa! I guess everybody was born today. Yeah, right. So um, we'll start with a legend here. Um, I mean, if if you don't know this song, uh, then I don't know where you've been. But uh, Chubby Checker turns 80 today, right? Uh, eight is it eighty today? Wow, and yep. that's today meaning old. October third. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just just a clip of this song real quick. Come on, baby. So if you've never heard that, I mean, you've been living under a rock. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If you've never been to a wedding or any type of dance whatsoever <laughs> in your life. Uh, there's a good chance uh, then you maybe never heard this, but uh, no. Um, I do have an interesting story, though, with him. Um, my wife and I, this was years ago before our kids were born. Uh, mm-hmm. We were actually out in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm trying to think. It was for some of... Oh, it was... I think it was... Uh, I think it was around the last game at Three Rivers Stadium. I think it was, like, during okay. that week. And... Um, and while we were out there walking around, they also had like a festival going on uh, at um, at the 
park across the the river, which is called Point mm -hmm. State Park. And okay. uh, and we're walking around, and uh, and it's like all of a sudden we're we're walking, and there's a big crowd, and they're watching this music act on stage and everything. And we look up, and sure enough, it was Chubby Checker playing like literally, I don't know, twenty yards in front of us. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, he was putting on a free concert to the community which was really awesome uh and i'll be honest the guy sounded good the guy yeah. was still yeah. playing you know i mean this was what uh wow i guess yeah it was probably about 20 years ago almost yeah so he would have been right around the 60 mark around that time yeah so. yeah so he was still putting it out there so yeah chubby checker 80 years old today and uh, this one kind of surprised me a little bit. I didn't expect this gentleman to be this old. What's we got Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac fame. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, born in 1949, so celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Yeah, definitely, so, yeah. And I know there's been a little bit of a falling out there. Um, I know he's not really with the group anymore. And, and if you know anything about Fleetwood Mac, uh, there's been a lot of falling outs with them. So um, <laughs> I wouldn't put anything past it for them to all kind of come together again at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. Money and time tend to have a, a good influence on people coming back, you know? Yep. So, so yeah. yeah, happy birthday to Lindsey Buckingham. Um, let's get into a few from the sports world. How about that? We got yeah. um, Dave Winfield, huh? 1951, uh, so that puts him at 70 years old today. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of weird because the guy turned 70 years old, and here he, you know, I remember watching him. I remember yeah. watching him play and perform well, uh, and I think he was drafted by the Padres, correct? Yes, yeah, he started his career with the Padres, he moved on to the Yankees, and then he was with the Angels. He actually won a World Series with the Blue Jays in 1992, Wow! and then uh, the Minnesota Twins, and finished his career with the Cleveland Indians, and um, hmm. I, I would imagine he's part of, uh, he's got to be part of the 300, or 3,000 hit club, right? Uh, I can't imagine him not. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah. He has to be. Uh, let me let me look up his Wicca real quick here, just okay. to kind of get a because it should tell me. Yes, he is three thousand one hundred and ten. Okay, with four hundred sixty-five career home runs. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's a shame. He probably so, so badly wanted to get thirty-five more home runs. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But <laughs> six-time Silver Slugger Award, seven-time Gold Glove winner, twelve-time All Star. Yeah, he actually was... led the National League in RBIs in 1979. So he was such, yeah, he was such a yeah. uh, impact player for sure. And he won the Roberto Clemente award in 1994. So oh, there's that. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. And what is the Roberto? He was probably a little Clemente? overshadowed by Tony Gwynn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fair to say. It's fair to say the Roberto Clemente award is, uh, given to the player who best exemplifies the game of baseball, sportsmanship, community involvement, and the individual contribution to his team. Yeah. So, quite an honor. It is. So. Good for him. Um, moving down the list, we got the Eck. Dennis Eckersley, right? Ah, another guy. He was a once – he, uh, once he entered the game, more times than not, that game was over. Yeah. I mean, he actually started his career as a, as a starter, though, right? Um, yeah, he did. I believe. Yeah. I I believe he yeah. did. Um, see if I can look it up here as we're talking. But he had, he started his career actually with the Cleveland Indians, yep. and then he moved on to the Boston Red Sox, mm -hmm. 
and then the Chicago Cubs, and then Oakland. this is where I remember him from. This is kind of in my era. I remember him with the Oakland A's, yep. um, and um, I, I think that's probably where he probably moved into the closer role, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right, yeah. And um, then he followed Tony LaRusso over to the Cardinals to uh, to pretty much end his career. He did have one little stint back with Boston again, but I don't think that was much of anything. I no. think that was probably just a um, – but, um, yeah, let me see here. Uh, pitching baseball career. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really finding it here, but he does have 191 career wins. Um, you don't accumulate 191 wins just by being a closer. No. Um, so and 197, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. So, um, yeah, he yeah, was, he was I was going to say he wasn't a slacker when it came to a starting pitcher for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, um, and he ended his career with 390 saves. So, you know, he very much compares to, like, uh, John Smoltz, because John Smoltz did something very similar. Yeah. Where he was a starter and then uh, moved back to the closer role after he had, uh, I think, Tommy John surgery or something Mm -hmm. like that. And um, But then, yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Smoltz actually moved back into the rotation again by the end of his career. I, yeah, so. I don't remember for sure, but you would probably know better being an Atlanta yeah. Braves fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's another one, uh, another music clip. If you want to play it in the background in a while, we lost this guy in 1990 at the age of 36. Yeah. Mr. Stevie Ray Vaughan, born today on 1954, would actually be also be celebrating his 67th birthday. And uh, another classic song. Did you say he would be 67? He would, yeah. Wow. Dennis Ackersley, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and the next gentleman we're going to talk to after this were all born in 1954. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We always talk about this, but man, we, we, we definitely lose some talented people at a yeah. much too early age, you know? Yeah. Th- uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was actually lost in a helicopter crash yeah. um, in East Troy, Wisconsin after performing with Double Trouble. Um, and uh, wow. yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know. Uh, this this guy, a lot of people, especially in the blues genre, um, they, yeah. they thought this guy was about to take over the world, and um, still known from a lot of people as one of the best guitarists ever to ever oh, be yeah. you know, around. So, um, in 2003, David Frick of Rolling Stone ranked him the seventh greatest guitarist of all time. Huh. And in 2015, Vaughn was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So. As well he should. Yes, sir. Huh. So the next gentleman, also born in 1954, Reverend Al Sharpton, <laughs> right after this. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen that guy around. Um, uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, so, 1992 Masters champion and 1999, I'm sorry, 1991 and 1992 Player of the Year in the PGA, oh. Fred Couples, born in 1959, today celebrating his 67th birthday. So, I'm sorry, 62nd birthday. Okay. 62nd. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be happy for me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he still playing? I think he plays on the, uh, like the, the senior, senior tour stuff? or whatever they call it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Yep. And we'll finish this off with two more from the music industry. Um, very different genres, but hey, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Mr. Tommy Lee. <laughs> yes, born on indeed. this day in 1962. 
Yeah, and I'm playing the uh, Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, nice little drum beginning there. Uh, yeah, happy 59th birthday to Tommy Lee. So, if we were to ask, I would love to take a poll. Okay. Who, how do you remember Tommy Lee? Do you remember Tommy Lee from Molly Crew or from Pamela Anderson? I mean, I'll always kind of associate him with Pamela Anderson, to be honest with you. Yeah. However, um, if you get a chance and look up some Tommy Lee YouTube videos with his drum solos in Motley oh, Crue, yeah. I've never seen them. I wanted to see them. But he would do some crazy dramatic stuff. He'd have spinning drum sets and himself spinning. And I actually saw a clip where he was like on a roller coaster drumming and stuff like that. Yeah, and, oh, wow. So, yeah, the guy definitely was uh all about the show while he was drumming so yeah he was yeah and we'll finish it up we'll finish it up this week with birthdays with the uh the talented and beautiful gwen stefani celebrating her 52nd birthday today born in 1969 i was gonna say when you told me her age uh yeah that that kind of shocked me a little bit because this girl looks good (laughs) yeah you know. Yeah, she looks she looks great for fifty two. Uh, definitely taking care of herself. Uh, obviously, have no doubt. Fame. If you told me she was to thirty her, years old, Troy, I would be like, "Wow, she looks." I good. wouldn't. Yeah, you know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, she had a famous uh, marriage to Gavin Rossdale and Bush, um, and then there was a nasty divorce there a little bit. I guess yeah. uh, some infidelity on Gavin's part. Um, and now she's married to Blake Shelton. Oh, are so. they officially married? Yes, they are. Wow. Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Gwen Stefani. Uh, she did have, She did go on to, to do great stuff on her own solo. And, uh, yeah, I, I think she's still associated with No Doubt. I just think, you know, uh-huh. she kind of, they do it as it hits, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but, yeah, definitely a talented, talented girl, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say so. I remember she was very popular when I was in college. Like, no doubt was always like, yeah. like um, on the radio and such. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the big hit they had with Don't Speak. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And, and it was very close to her heart because those were, uh, that was a song she had written after she had broken up with uh, her band member. Um, uh, what's his name? Tony. Um, what's that guy's name? Do you remember? I don't. Okay. Well, I guess I have to look it up real quick then. So we're going to have a quick... It's uh, Tony... Tony Canal. Oh, Tony okay. Canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Canal. So, uh, yeah, they were they were quite the couple for a while, and then there was a breakup, and she wrote Don't Speak, and all of a sudden, like, that that got huge for them. Yeah. Um, huh. So, we're listening to Hey Baby right now. I just yeah. thought we'd play something a little bit different than the... Uh, Nothing wrong with Don't Speak, but it's just a little bit of a downer. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's end the show a little bit on a positive note, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I guess that'll wrap it up this week. Yeah, um, so once again, thank you to Seth Reed and uh, and his uh, management company. Uh, um, Roadside Music Management. Yep. And uh, Jeff Duda, thank you for reaching out to us. And uh, if there's anybody else, you know, uh, Jeff, that, that you'd like us to speak with, please send them our way. Um, you know, we'd love to talk to them and uh, yeah. and help promote promote them for sure. Heck yeah. So, cool deal. Well, hey, Troy, it's been fun. It's so, been fun. 
been real. It's been fun. So we will talk it's again. It's been real fun. And it has been real fun. So uh, enjoy your football Sunday, guys. And if you're listening to this on Sunday. And uh, yeah. until then, have a great week and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.